All right, welcome to episode four of the Respawn Point podcast. Um, today we are doing another movie review. Um, well, I guess not another. This will be actually the first movie review for the channel. It's pretty awesome. Nice. First one. Anyway, it's me, uh, Kyle, your host, and today again we have Thomas. Hello. As co-host, um, last week's episode we did a spiel on esports. Today we're completely flipping the script and going Beauty and the Beast. So we saw this movie together um, last week whenever you were in town, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, and just before we dive into things, first first reactions once it was uh, once you were actually getting into the theater. Did you have any reactions or emotions before the movie um, even starts? Like expectations, I guess is the right word. Yeah, expectations were high. As soon as I saw the trailer or saw that uh, Emma Watson was going to be in it, I was pretty pumped. Anything she's in uh, is bound to be very, bound to be good. Um, I feel like she's a very highly intellectual human being, and that kind of follows with her work. So I was excited. Yeah, I think whenever she was doing a lot of the Harry Potter films, she was actually mm -hmm. like studying in school as well. Uh huh. Went to Brown. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Disney has already given us, you know, live action versions of animated films. You know, they have Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and, uh, you know, The Jungle Book in recent years. Mm -hmm. And, um, but in a way, to me at least, Beauty and the Beast feels like, it's like the one of the more riskier ones to, you know, kind of bring to life, to me at least. As as far as like potential backlash is concerned, uh huh. Does that kind of make sense? Why do you Why do you say that? I was I was thinking about that, and it's like maybe the beast type deal. But they had in the Jungle Book, they had you know animals talking. Um, well, it's like you know, though it's now like twenty five, twenty six years old. Beauty and the Beast seems like it's still much more recent than those other animated classics that they kind of brought back to life. And mm -hmm. at least for me and the, some other friends that I have, it's like, this is the one that many people can clearly remember growing up and watching uh -huh. and like how it, you know, it's popularity just pretty much like exploded out of nowhere. So I guess in a more simpler way, this movie has more of a, like this movie is mine type feel, you know, and then a lot of fans, you know, could be quite upset if this new version isn't necessarily handled well, mm -hmm. but see that, you know, fortunately, in my opinion, it handled very well. Yes. I think it was out of all the movies you listed out of all the live action ones. This one was definitely the best. Yeah. It, like also I liked how, it offered kind of it offered like enough tweaks to not feel like pretty much a note for note copy with yeah. like nothing new it actually felt like it could be its own thing uh-huh 
That's like, one of the things I ha have down here is um, I I wish I saw the animated version at least a couple days or a week or a month before. Um, I like when things are you know like a cop uh, a copy or whatever something is close to it or like they have the same joke or something in the movie or something like that. So I wish I saw it before. But if you're if you're a stickler for that and you you want things to be the exact same, don't watch the animated version before. But if you like those things, you know, like uh, like a, a Star Trek joke that was used way back when and is used in the new movies. If you think that stuff's cool, definitely see it the animated version before. But that's something I wish I did. Yeah, like for me, when I was thinking, I was kind of also thinking about towards the future, like, oh, what what am I going to show my kids? Like these classic Disney movies, like. Um, Jungle Book, I want to show them the animated one. Lion King, they have a live yeah. one coming out. It's like, I, I think I'm still going to show my kids like the animated Lion yeah. King. That's really awesome. Yeah. But for this one, it's like, you know, I think either one would suffice. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, but, I didn't know about the Lion King. Yeah, that's coming oh, wow. out in a few years. I think that's yeah. one of the next ones. Nice. That's cool. But, um, you know, let's be, be clear, though. You know... um you know going into this exactly what to expect from the storyline mm -hmm. you know um you know the beast who was played by dan stevens you know he's he's vain he's casually cruel he's uh punished by you know a curse that has transformed him into this monster and then you have bell played by emma watson who is you know the book loving local girl looking for more than than what her small village can provide. So, as and so begins, you know, some imprisonment happens in the movie, and then unexpected bonding moments, and then eventually the a love story that everyone falls in love with themselves. So, mm -hmm. with the opening number, we'll start obviously at the beginning. Very good place to start. Um. How did you feel about the opening number, Bell, the song Bell, performed? Oh, I got you. Um, you know that song where they're all singing and she's walking through the town? Uh -huh. I think it was good. Uh, and I had to, in the middle of the thing, I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember this. I mean, like, how do you not, how do you forget that song in the animated version? Anyways, I did. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through, I was more accepting. But I was kind of against the song at the beginning. Yeah, for me, it was like... Once you get past the like, hey, it's Emma Watson dressed up like Belle aspect, uh -huh. you know, it's it's easy to simply you know just sit back and enjoy. Um, mm. Such a great song that I thought when I saw the original one. Yeah, and, you know that this, yeah, that this film is made you know with a lot of like care and the directors and producers and everyone that helped put this movie together really cared for the original story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's always that's always good to have, especially mm -hmm. for something as big as Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and then after that song, we get introduced to uh, Gaston. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about that character? Uh, I think the I don't know the actor's name, uh, but I think he played him very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, Luke Evans is he, the the actor's name. Gotcha. You couldn't have uh, asked for more from the guy. I mean, he brought everything that you 
think from the anime character, maybe a little bit of, I, yeah, I don't want to say just bigger, like a bigger guy, but that's always my ambition. Mm-hmm. I think he still played it really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess while we're on the topics of of characters, do you think that this movie was casted well? Um, yes, I thought the the beast, uh, what's his name? That was interesting, but that also uh, kind of came together perfectly uh, when you know he's gets away from the beast and back to his original thing. You kind of just you the the beast that you get to know looks like that person that you see uh, the the character or the actor. And so I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I assume it's I assume it's hard to play any sort of CG enhanced character mm-hmm. for pretty much the movie's entirety. Yeah. I think um, he had a few, there was like a, a lot of weird, like costume and like wig choices. That's weird. I think for, uh, like the, like the beginning when you're introduced to the character, who's the beast, like all the I makeup and everything. Hard to play any act, any character with weird stuff on. Yeah. It's yeah. Maybe they put so much on that. It makes you think that you're actually, you know, mm-hmm. and then, uh, kind of going towards the other characters, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to imagine beauty and the beast without like Dumier and Cogsworth or Mrs. Potts. So how did you think um how do you think those characters were portrayed pretty good? I mean, Ewan McGregor was the compare uh the town people separate them and then the the castle people and I think the all the workers in the castle just I don't know, that get an A plus. I think their their chemistry together was very good and um, just the overall acting from them. And mm-hmm. just how how they um you know, resembled the character from the animation was was perfect. Yeah, you could definitely tell that they really enjoyed the roles that they were given, and mm-hmm. they actually were big fans themselves. So <clears throat> then, I guess as the uh, well, let's kind of go back to um. What is it? Uh, Gaston and Lefo. Lefo is like his little side man. So, um, the guy who plays Lefo, his name is Josh Gad, and he's been in a lot of um, like Broadway stuff and a lot of musical notes. So that's probably why he was chosen for this. Um, I feel like but I've seen him in movies. He, yeah, he's in. Um, Uh, I mean, he was the voice in Frozen, but that's something that was like really in the movie. Yeah. The Lafoe, the guy who plays Gaston, is in like The Hobbit and yeah. Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's. I was reading online. There seems to be a lot of articles and a lot of press about making Lafoe, the sidekick, actually gay in this version, and uh-huh. you know, give him such an obvious crush on Gaston 
though it's yeah it's like you know though it should be noted um i think it's more of like a small subplot you know slash like character thread and it's kind of like lumiere and plumette being in love you know the duster mm-hmm. but it yeah you can you explain how you feel about that like is, think, is uh... it a big deal or I think it was um it's it's just an updated storyline, a modern storyline of the original. So instead of having all white characters, you have inter inter races and instead of having just strictly straight straight relationships, you have this these others that come in. Um it's, you could I you could see that he you know, whatever, had his thoughts about um Gaston mm-hmm. early on and then there's that scene where they're attacking the castle, and he turns uh, the uh, who is the uh, dresser? The dresser turns the um, turns like the three guys into like looking look like girls, and like one's happy. And oh, then those yeah. two, Madame. those two kind of meet up and dance at the very end, and it's a quick a quick thing. It wasn't overbearing or anything like that. Usually, some of these movies and stuff that are are trying to get this going with the whole, um, mm-hmm. you know, things that nor- don't normally happen are um, just kind of overdo it and kind of make it such of a statement. But this was so subtle, uh, and I thought it was really good, and as was the uh, interracial couples and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bad note, a not at all. If anything, it was good. So whenever... So are we now saying that modern equals homosexual relationships? Is that what Hollywood's going for? So if something's modern, it has to have a, a it doesn't, gay th- arc it doesn't in it? To. I mean, this, I think it was, um, you know, if this was, a, not, I don't want to say a real movie, but if this was a movie uh, made for adults or, and it was a very intellectual movie, that relationship has to have a point, you know? It can't just be a gay couple just because. But since this is a kid's movie, and I want to touch base on the, the whole messages that are given throughout Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. which is kind of like beauties in the inside and stuff like that, um, this this updated version, this modern version of Beauty and the Beast has how uh, interracial couples are acceptable and being gay and lesbian is acceptable and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's since it's for kids, it's sending that message that it's okay. But you know, like I said, if it was some other movie, uh, I think the you you can't just do this as a statement. You have to have a purpose for it being a um, a, a gay couple or something. Right, right. So you said you wanted to talk about subliminal messaging. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Um. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's this great, uh, it's great that Disney does all these things. You know, you don't think about it, but when kids are watching this, you know, it's, they don't think about it, but we go back to what, um, what we watched when we were younger, obviously Beauty and Beast is one of them. Um, and there's all these, these, all these messages that you don't really pick up unless you're older, you know, over the age of 15 or so even. And, uh. All these messages that Disney and, and Pixar uh, they put in the movies is that great, and so to update it 
uh, is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the whole message is pretty much, you know. This is a cool thing Disney does. That's, um, it's not what's kind of, on the outside, it's what's on the inside. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's nice knowing that you know, Disney really cares about our our future generations. Yeah. I would see that. Is there um, any other things that really stood out to you? Plot-wise or character development or actors? Um, like, how did you feel about the action sequences? Like, maybe where Beast and Gaston are fighting it out yeah, like on the that rooftops. Was the and that made me think of the original movie and how just i mean you could put the two scenes together and or at least just like a shot of the scene and they just match up perfectly uh i'm sure i haven't seen it but i'm sure and uh that's pretty cool but Mm -hmm. um you know i definitely enjoyed enjoyed the scenes there's never a dull moment uh in the movie uh, especially during the action scenes how did you feel about the added songs that they brought? They they had they tried to include a few original ones, like uh-huh. whenever Belle goes back to save her father and Beast is singing on top of the castle. That's a that's a new song, and for me that one seemed a lot more like it, it stood out to me because like it just didn't seem like it fit. She left, yeah. and then the song is about like how much she loves him and it's like what well she's riding away on horseback she may not ever come back you don't know she's gonna come back it, the song just didn't, didn't fit and then in the very beginning um, yeah and i don't think they need a it's i know it's a musical but they don't need to overdo it with the songs they don't think oh there's only this many songs and then we need to add something i don't think you need to do that yeah especially if it doesn't fit i mean if it's a great song and it, it works by all means do it but definitely not if it doesn't work out hmm yeah so uh, yeah they definitely added that song yeah, yeah um I know I'm kind of like jumping around I guess I should have organized my notes myself more uh, a little bit more better before we started but um another thing that I was just kind of just maybe just a last minute thing unless you had anything else to talk about uh no hit it yeah it was um so we talked about the action scenes we talked about how there's this same sex flirtation thing going on throughout the whole movie Mm -hmm. um what about the way the movie presents like I don't know how to put it really it's hmm now I'm just struggling to think of it myself it's uh at the end of the movie and going back to you know the the little the little winks at the 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 gay relationships that are building mm-hmm. and you have this diverse cast, like you said, racially diverse cast. Uh, it kind of seemed to me like it's trying to present 
like a very inclusive view of like the world mm-hmm. right now. So kind of like you said like modern, it's like, you know, after you leave this movie, you want to, you want to have that sense of like hope and like a connection to everyone, not in like a political way, but like, you know, it's just like a place where you can go watch this movie and kind of escape from reality. Did uh-huh. you kind of get that whenever you left the theater? I guess closing notes yeah. would be how you felt when you left the theater. Uh, I definitely, definitely felt those things. I felt definitely a hope for Gate. The fact that, you know, this movie can come out, it's going to get great reviews. People are always going to say stuff negative about things like this, but overall it's going to be accepted. And mm-hmm. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So do you want to give your, um, your kind of like your final spiel yeah. to Beauty and the Beast and then give your score? And then I'll do uh, mine. Yeah. This um, movie made me think a lot about uh, Into the Woods. They're very, you know, musical and um, mystical. Uh, and I think Into the Woods was great. It was kind of long. Uh, the acting was good, but um, quite repetitive in a sense, but also not repetitive. But um, I thought if you compare these two and just say which one's better, definitely take Beauty and the Beast over Into the Woods. And Into the Woods was a phenomenal movie right uh score what are we doing at 10 yeah i'll do one one to zero to ten zero to ten i'd give it uh i want to say nine maybe eight and a half nine eight and a half nine eight and a half to nine nice so for me when i walked out i was like that was a great movie Mm-hmm. I would love to see that in a week. Yeah, man. That I always like my favorite part of Beauty and the Beast is that classic dance scene with the Beast wearing the blue suit, bells mm-hmm. and the yellow dress, and the song Beauty and the Beast plays, and they're singing. So that's really awesome. That's one of my favorite scenes. But yeah, it's um, great. I guess my final verdict. I'm gonna say while. It doesn't. I'm. I'm actually. Yeah. So it doesn't really rise to the heights of the Jungle Book for me. I think the Jungle Book was a better movie than Beauty and the Beast. Um. I think Beauty and the Beast though is far from like the garbage misfire of Alice in Wonderland when it comes to Disney's current love of like turning their animated classics into live action. Um, but the director, Bill Condon, I think he did a terrific job. I think he brought on an awesome cast. You know, like we said before, it's an awesome film that includes such strong elements that fans mm-hmm. of the anime classic would hope to see. While also, you know, kind of introducing some new aspects that we talked about as well. And I I think it felt appropriate, you know, as far as both like expanding and grounding the characters in their world as one. So I think you'll find it very hard, you know, to not go home humming or singing some song that you saw. It was hard. So for me, I'm going to give it a 
Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Just because, like I said, um, there was a few awkward moments that I was sitting in theater and I kind of like looked around and I was like, is that, like, was that cut right? Or was that song supposed to be there? So for me, I had a little bit of those moments. Um, but I do think overall. that, yeah, overall, it's a great movie. Go see it if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely you want to see it in theaters. I think it's going to be a lot better in theaters than if you were to buy it once it's released on DVD or digital or however you watch movies. This is definitely a good theater movie, I think. It is a good theater movie, for sure. Yeah. So that's what I have now. We, um, like I said, uh, hopefully with this and Jungle Book, it seems like Disney is finally finding their feet with live action versions. So with. Lion King coming out. Hopefully that won't end miserably. Because I think that yeah, I think Lion should King should be another yeah. Should be another uh, future classic. Lion King. You can't you can't I mean you can mess up Lion King, but they will not mess up Lion King. Mm-hmm. We'll see though. Well, uh, that's going to be the end of the episode today. Appreciate you guys watching. Make sure you definitely like like the episode. That definitely gives us great feedback. Um, and if you have any topics you want to want to hear about, whether it's movies or games or anything going on TV shows, just shoot us a message um, either on Twitter or on SoundCloud, wherever you can find us. And, Tom, do you have any final remarks? What are you doing? Are you uh, watching any movies or playing any games this week? Pimping anything out? Uh, not playing any games or seeing movies. Well, I did finish. I got caught up in The Walking Dead, which is... Man, I love that show. Uh, I started reading uh, Halo Ghost of Onyx. Mm. It's pretty... I'm already like 10 pages in. I'm already pumped. or jacked up about the book, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, for me, um, I got an extra one. Yeah, well, t- uh, tomorrow, Battlegrounds comes out. It's no longer in beta, so I'll be playing that on the computer. And we will talk to you all next time. You all good.